there's a lot of different schools right now. So go and find one and then they will read your polls and then they will do some recommendations and that will definitely change your life. Hi there, I'm Kelly Tennant. Welcome to Ceremony Wellness, where we integrate modern healing and ancient wisdom. Learn from the most impactful voices in health, wellness, and spiritual development as we guide you through the latest healing remedies and alternatives to the traditional path. I'm here to support you as you break limiting patterns, embrace your wild, and let go of the noise. It's time for us to rise together. I've had the pleasure of working with so many different practitioners and healers over the last couple of years that have really changed my life and saved my life in a lot of ways. Coming out of chronic illness, not really knowing what was wrong for so long, and then finding people like today's guest just changed everything. And I am so lucky to call this woman a friend, a mentor, a guide, my Ayurvedic mother, (laughs) and so many other things. She is such a special woman and her touch and her love and the knowledge that she has attained from so many years of studying Ayurveda and really working with the most incredible clients that have had really rough health stories that she has saved and helped overcome really difficult circumstances is second to none. Marta Sover is an Ayurvedic doctor and runs Surya Spa here in LA. And when I found her a few years ago, I came in just at the beginning of understanding what was happening with my own chronic illness and Epstein-Barr and leaky gut and SIBO and chronic fatigue. And she helped me get to the root of that and then understand how to truly use food as medicine and ancient Indian healing to transform my body in a lot of ways. And I just love her so much. And this episode is really cool because it took a turn I didn't expect from the very beginning. We started with astrology and I had no idea she was so into this. And she really lives or dies by what her astrologer tells her and the way the stars line up for her and makes a lot of decisions because of that. So that was cool to start with. And then we get into chronic illness and how she's helped a lot of her clients, as well as what Ayurveda is and what she believes Um, in terms of how she can help people heal from the root of the problem, transforming your body, using herbs, and balancing out your doshas. There's just so much goodness in this conversation. And even better than that, guys, by the way, listen to this. It's epic, but I have something better for you. She is speaking at my event in October. Ceremony Wellness Live is basically being headlined by Marta. (laughs) The only reason this is happening is because of her. She is so incredible. She will be speaking about all of this in person. You'll get to ask her so many of your questions about Ayurveda and how you can utilize it in your own life. And she will be feeding all of us for lunch. So you will have an incredible Ayurvedic lunch that is exactly the same as the one you get at the spa, which is really exciting. So be sure to get your tickets for Ceremony Wellness Live. If you go to kellytenant.com slash live, you can get your tickets there. You can join us. You can meet her. You can be in her energy. And I have to tell you, there's nothing like it. So enjoy this episode with Marta. Hi, Marta. Hi, Kelly. Thank you for coming over. You're welcome. I'm always in your queendom and now you're in my queendom. That's amazing oh. to come to your queendom. Right. All my <laughs> friends call this the queendom. The like, queendom. Crystals everywhere. It's Palo Santo. Definitely. You guys have to see this incredible picture she has on this wall. With this lady like hanging on the universe. <laughs> it's just incredible. It's so and in a way, it looks like Kelly. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's how I feel about my life now. Yeah. Shout out to Carrie for getting that picture for me and the dark blue wall that you love. Yeah. So I'm so excited to have you here because you know how much I love you. And I've been dying to do this interview because you are a part of my little squad that saved my life um, between you and Dr. Lekos. And thank you. I'm so grateful for you. And I will try not to cry at all in this episode. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I can't make any promises. But for people that are new to Ayurveda, how would you explain it from your experience? Ayurveda is just like a whole lifestyle change. So Ayurveda is not 
like when you go on and just do this and that. No, once once you tap into the world of Ayurveda, that Ayurveda will call you. Mm. It's not something that some people can talk to you about Ayurveda. Uh, maybe five years ago and went through near one year and went out to the next one. Mm-hmm. It's not something that that until your soul is ready to receive this, it will not come. Mm. So when this is ready then Ayurveda has many branches to, to, to help with your life. Has meditation. There's different kinds of masters in India that teach meditation. And from that world, you can go to the space that you have on your wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then they have the yoga, which is incredible when you really practice the way that, that yoga should be practiced. Mm-hmm. Um, not as an exercise, uh, more like wanting to find through, exercise, through yoga connection with God. Mm-hmm. Um, then Panchakarma, which is uh, the, best. the way, the best. <laughs> um, <laughs> detox in the body and getting all the toxins from different seasons because Ayurveda recommends to do Panchakarma, which is a detox program that you do. Uh, you can do 7, 14, 21, 28 days. So when you do the detox through Panchakarma, you clean all the body and not only the physical body, mm-hmm. you know, affects emotional and it affects your soul, affects your, all your seven layers of the body. Uh, you know, you probably experience oh, it as I well. Know. That does affect your your cosmic consciousness, the way you transcend. When, it's just so incredible what happens in, in those tables to see when just putting oil into people, what happens, mm-hmm. how your mind to go to different spaces and then you let go of all these emotions that is making you sick. Mm-hmm. And then we have Jyotish. You've done yours? No. What's that? Astrology. Oh. Which is an incredible help also in in Ayurveda, which is um, you, according to when you were born and the time you were born, they do your chart. Like human design. Have you heard of that? No, it's different. Okay. It's different. It is kind of, but it's not. This is more totally with the stars, which is the human design too. Mm -hmm. But with this, you tap into this world where... For example, you see me wearing a yellow sapphire mm-hmm. too, actually. Um, uh, the yellow sapphire for me, it belongs to, I have in the 11th chart, in the 11th house, they have the houses and then they, the 12 houses. And in the 11th house, I have Jupiter, which is the house of desires. Mm-hmm. So just, so it's a good planet. So I want to be able to get the benefits from it. So then I, uh, Jyotish astrology recommends to wear it. Normally, you wear it with the different fingers. They have all the planets have different fingers. This is a Jupiter. Oh. I don't wear it in my hand because I work with my hands and mm-hmm. I don't want to have oil and yeah. things from other people in my, in my ring. So I decide to hang it. But normally, most people wear them in their hands. So according to whatever planet you need to work on, then they, the, the Jyotishi will tell you, do this or do that. Let's say, for example, in your chart, we'll say that you will have a car accident. And then they tell you probably can have an accident between November and December. So this is not to scare you. This is to just make you aware of it. Mm. So then you will be more careful. Maybe you will not be driving that as much. Maybe you will be like really not doing like totally stopping the stop sign. So just to be more aware of these things. Mm -hmm. And then maybe you have an accident. It will be a very little one, just because of that. Interesting. Then you have, let's say, you have this malefic influence in your chart, um, and then you can be helped by yagyas. So yagyas are like ceremonies that you get the pandits or the brahmans at the Hindu temples, and then they do 135,000 mantras of this specific planet for you. Oh my gosh. And then when they do the the yantras, the, the yagyas, it is the most amazing thing. They make this fire and they they throw in the fire flowers and fruits and dates and cashews and honey and ghee. Uh, it's just, and they make all these flowers everywhere. I wish I would have brought pictures. So oh. when, the one I did one in India with 12 pandits wow. in the temple and it, it, it lasted two days. Straight, two days straight. No, we did. We stopped oh. at night. They told me to go. They left. They live. They leave the fire going, uh-huh. 
And then I have to be back the next day at seven o'clock in the morning. And then they just like, the whole temple was full of smoke. And with all the things they do, it was just incredible. What and were you do- doing while they were doing the mantras? And all? I had to be sitting there. And if I know the mantras or do something, then I repeat them. Uh, otherwise, you're just, you're just there being yeah. part of it. And they make you throw things to the fire. And, and just, it's really so an cool. amazing thing. And when you see the results of that in your life, having this help that we have there, mm-hmm. your life changes in an amazing way. And I've seen many people life change just with this. So I do my chart every year. Okay. And then if uh, normally for your birthday, you should do a ceremony for your birthday. Mm. Um, and then if you need other ceremonies during the year, then you do them. So then uh, I know some pandits. And so they you just call the guy that does the, the, you give him the date and then he will tell you, the pandas recommend for you to do this and this and this and this ceremony during this and this and this parts of the month. And then you do them and you really see that these results. It's amazing. That sounds like when I, when you sent me to Master Jean and she had me do the ceremonies and you helped me with the ceremony. Is it similar in that way of that healing experience that you feel when you do these things? It all depends. Depends on, this is more specific to the planet they tell you. Okay. So a specific planets have different different ways of expressing themselves. So one will be, for example, wealth will be Lakshmi. Mm. So then they will do Lakshmi specific. So that will be for wealth. Mm. But let's say they do it for Ganesh. So it was more to, you have an obstacle that needs to be removed. So then it will be a specific that. So just a specific of what do you need or what do you want? Because you can always do a Yagya for Ganesh at any time. Is this similar to manifesting? Like, would you put this in the same category of... Why are you saying a manifest? Manifesting... Like, it seems like if you're doing this ceremony, you're bringing in and you're calling in things that are beneficial to what you want or you desire, which seems like that's kind of what manifesting is, right? Yeah, but at the same time, it's... That's one way of seeing it. Mm-hmm. The other way of seeing it is r- removing the obstacles that you're going to have uh, to get this, to get more success gotcha. or to get more benefits in your life. Okay. So like, for example, if you if I have someone that is, and I don't know why we didn't do it with you, you have some sickness. Uh, sometimes the planet Rahu, which is different than the Western planets. Mm-hmm. So Rahu and Ketu are the ones that go around the moon. Mm. And then they have make you pass challenges in your life, which they are important. Like Rahul teach you a lot of spiritual stuff mm. uh, when it goes in that part of your life. So when you do astrology, what happens is like you go, you could go, for example, I'm in Venus right now, which is, has been, thank you, has been really amazing. Thank you, Venus. Uh, it's, a, it's a planet of prosperity and growth and um, and I definitely see it from... And the funny thing is like I started Venus when I started Surya. No. Yes. Wow. And the funny thing is like Surya became like from one room under my house to two rooms, then to three rooms, now to four rooms and now we're moving to proper. Yeah, you are. Um, and then 2023, my Venus... And my, my, my business Dasa finished. And then I'm going to the Sun Dasa. So that's a big change mm-hmm. that is going to happen in my life. And it's good that you know that so you can prepare and know why certain things are happening. Totally. Yeah. If, it, if I have a book where it says everything for my next hundred years. And then so I know exactly today where, where I am. So it depends on that. Then I, there's things that I do or not do. And you got and the same book. thing for my kids. That's amazing. Yeah. You got this book through the astrologer that you worked with? Like It was lucky. One day I went, yeah, but you can get that. That's not a big deal. That you can, now there is a lot of um, apps that you can do Jyotish and then you can calculate what are your dasas according to when you were born for the next hundred years, for, for, from here to a hundred years. That's amazing. Yeah. I have never heard of this. No? No. It is. We've clearly not gotten to that at Kerala in my school yet. <laughs> I think we, we've gotten through doshas. We just got through um, kundalini. Okay. Yes. So, you know, one step at a time. One step at a <laughs> and time. And I'm already overwhelmed. But it's really amazing. You haven't, you, you haven't done... So you haven't done your jyotish? Nope. We got to do that. I don't that. know where that... Let's, you know, let's, 
I'll connect you with Please. people that can do that. I have an amazing guy that works for us. His name is Michael Norse. Okay. And uh, he's the one that does the Jyotish. He's incredible. I have an Indian guy also that does it. Um, that also amazing. Yeah. And then I have the guy that connects me with the pandas in India. Mm-hmm. There are the ones that do the remedies. So oh. that will be a remedy. Yeah. Um, that does the Jagyas. And, or you can do a puja, which is like there's people that cannot afford to do, pay $300 to do this or $500 to do. Depends on what you need or mm-hmm. how many mantras they need to say. Mm-hmm. So you have to uh, decide if you don't have too much, you, you can have one that is $35. Mm. And just that, it does help. That's, That's really amazing. amazing. So you're not from India and most people that practice Ayurveda are, or are ingrained in that culture are from India. So how did you get connected with Ayurveda? Life got me connected with Ayurveda. Yeah. It called you, right? <laughs> it totally called me. I had no idea about Ayurveda. I, I was in Colombia working... I was actually working for IBM at that point and a company called Senec, um, where it was a, a um, engineering company. I was developing a software for um, the water and power company. And um, at that point, I broke up with, kind of no broke up, I, my boyfriend disappeared and my heart was totally broken. And then... Like this, just left you or disappeared? Just left. Got like, kidnapped. like if you are with your boyfriend now and then you know that he has some clothes and then when you come back, <gasps> everything was gone. So That's my heart crazy. was totally And I totally love him. So I'm really glad it's, Roger's wearing headphones. I know Roger can't to hear this. <laughs> he won't listen to this episode later. Her husband, Roger, is sitting at my kitchen table pretending to not listen to us right now. <laughs> so he, by this friend of mine that went to to the school that I went, to the Maharishi school, he went to talk to my mom. And then he said, maybe my brother or myself wanted to go to America and learn TM, Transcendental Meditation. So then she called me and I said, okay, let's check if this is for real. (laughs) Let me check (laughs) if it's not something weird that Americans do. (laughs) We do some weird shit. (laughs) (laughs) So, So I went to the TM center did the lecture, find out what it was. And I was thought it was amazing. I learned to meditate and then I started meditating. And so the first time I went back to my apartment and was meditating, I closed my eyes. Everything was just going around. I was like so dizzy and my eyes were like, my vata was so out of balance right. that that my body was just not able to see it. Because I'm like, I like to do many things going there. I'm definitely vata. <laughs> so... So then he said, come back there. I'm like, this is not working for me. I am like really dizzy. I do not feel well. Uh, then he said, just keep doing it, no matter what. This will stop. Is your your mind trying to settle down? And I did. And um, from there, I because that was one of the requirements to go to university. Oh. Uh, at the Maharishi University in Iowa. Then I learned to meditate. Then I applied to university. Then the nature took over. Literally, nature to cover. I sold my apartment, I sold my, 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 everything, my car, every, even the mom of my boyfriend uh, helped me with all the papers to go to the embassy, <laughs> everything. It was just like incredible. Wow. And then from there, I went to the university to continue studying computers and, and, and doing English and, um, and to get better in English, my English was, I went to a bilingual school, mm. but it was not just perfect. Right. So I needed to practice. So I, uh, so when I got there, I had to do the TOEFL test and I had, I needed 550 and my score was 525. <laughs> so, what? So there you go. Nature working his ways. So, and everything that I did with computers and they're trying to work, trying to do things, it was like, the doors were closing, 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 nothing. Wow. Like try to uh, to do codifying, not, 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 couldn't do anything. So then I have to do English as a single language. So I did that for a year. And then I'm in the dining room and then this lady sits down next to me and then smells like the oil. And I'm like, and she was like the hair oily and I'm like, what, what, what's happening? Where do you go? Why do you have oil all over your hair? And then she said, oh, I'm doing Panchakarma. And I'm like, what is that? And then she said, 
this detoxification program that they do here and they work with the elements of the body, the vata, the pitta, the kapha. And then she explained to me that you just go and transcend and go to a different state of consciousness. I'm like, I got to try this. <laughs> so I call and then I <laughs> did a treatment and then I was in love with this. I got to learn this. Mm-hmm. I, I just, but I never thought about making a business out of it. Mm-hmm. I thought about something that I want to learn when I get married and I have kids and I want to practice this from now on in my life. I I never like medicine. Like take medicines. I never like mm-hmm. to put any, not even a Tylenol. My mom gave me a lot of medicines when I was little. Oh. So I did not want to do that. And then I applied to the program, got to the program, graduated. And then when I graduated, then they asked me if I could come to the clinic here in California. And let me tell you, let me back you up a little bit. I did my Jyotish. Oh. And just before that, like when I got to university, I learned about, I learned all these things. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, I was one of the branches of Ayurveda. I went to do my Jyotish. And then the guy said, I'm really glad you're here in the university and in this environment. Because otherwise you will be in so much trouble. Because Rahu is so much on you. You probably will be in jail or something <gasps> like that. Yeah. And there were so many things that were happening with my sister and oh, right. like some things that were like not not so good because my sister went to university and she was involved with some things that she don't have been involved. Anyway, that's another story. <laughs> um, so I went to see this judge and said, I'm really glad you're here, but you're not going to meet your husband until two years from now. So it was two years to finish Ayurveda. And the person that you're going to marry but you have to learn some things before you meet him. So the person that you're going to marry is uh, someone from the East Coast, was born in the East Coast, lives in the West Coast, and has blue eyes. To that point. Stop yes. it. <laughs> so, so I, okay, I finished. I came here to teach for six weeks. And then I was coming back, get my things, and go to Colombia. And during those six weeks, I met Roger. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> and what was he doing at the time? Oh, he was, he's a screenplay writer. So he was working, it was, he, he was writing movies uh, during that time. And, um, and we met and then we were watching a movie and we went out in the rain to, to, to swim in the ocean. Oh my God. Because I was thinking, I just came here. So I didn't know the ocean in California was that cold. Oh, I oh. have in my mind, the ocean in Colombia, which mm-hmm. is the Caribbean, which yeah. is warm. And when it rains, it's fun to go. Oh, so geez. I said, let's go, let's go. And as soon as I got into the ocean, I went, I don't think so. This <laughs> is too cold. And it was raining so hard. So since that night, we started going out together. And how old were you? I was 30. Wow. Yeah, 30. And then how long until you opened Surya? Then I have my kids. Then I... Open Surya 10 years later. Yeah. After I have my kids, for me, it was very important to be with them, right. not babysitters, mm-hmm. to be with them, feed them. Um, like I feed my daughter for 18 months and mm-hmm. so is my son. Mm-hmm. So I was with them and I did abhyangas on them every oh. day for the first 18 months of their life. I can't wait for you to do abhyangas <laughs> on my babies. <laughs> no, no. You do the abhyanga on your baby. You do it on me. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> That's the other program that Ayurveda has. Yes, which is it's amazing. It's the mother baby. Yes. Oh my God, that program is so incredible. And I'm so grateful for it. I did it. Luckily, I was I knew the people in that time. Mm-hmm. Because when I had my daughter in 1993, there was no many people that knew about Ayurveda. It was right. the clinic and because I knew everybody. So I knew someone that did the, the mother baby program. So I did it. So it's the way the mother baby works is as soon as you have the baby, the Ayurvedic doulas go to your house. Mm-hmm. And then then we start the massage. So then we do massage for 40 days. So the first six weeks of the baby. And it's just amazing what it does. It helps to move all, because you know, the hormones are going crazy. Yeah. And then your body's coming back. Your hips hurt after the delivery, whatever it was, if it's natural or not natural, if they give you drugs or... So then we go there, then we give you the massage Mm -hmm. and then we cook for you. Uh, So we do all the food for you. And then when the baby loses umbilical cord, then we'll teach you. 
how to do the massage to the dad and the mom, how to do the massage to the baby. And it's just so amazing. I so highly recommend to every woman to have the six weeks after. That's why you have pregnancy leave. Right. It's just because you need to take care of yourself and wait wait until your body comes back and the hormones come back and be with the baby to breastfeed him. Well, and isn't it such such a Western concept that, you know, many moms are working moms and a lot of them go right back to work because there's a lot of pressure. We don't want to lose our jobs, whatever it is. And we feel like we have to rush back and we don't get that six weeks minimum of time to heal ourselves. And we're just thrown back into our regular lives as if nothing ever happened. It is, it is, I, for me, it's terrible that women do that to themselves or take their babies out of their house for the first 40 days because the babies should not... Okay, if you go around and then you go for a little walk with your baby, mm-hmm. that's fine. That's totally fine to receive some sun, but go out like in a mall or a restaurant or somewhere it's incredible energy. No, in India, when women, only the family goes and they cook for them and they do all the massage and they bind your stomach so then your stomach will go back flat again. And if you need, if you're not producing enough milk, then they give you... Um, all the different teas for that. It's just, it's really amazing what they do. Mm. Yeah. I would love for you to speak to that a little more about just in Ayurveda and in all of the spiritual work, especially with moms and young women, how important it is to choose yourself and your own health and not feel that pressure to do what other people think is right or maybe the way you were raised and that's not really in alignment for you anymore? Sometimes I, I can see one or the other ways because with my life. So I was raised Catholic mm-hmm. and I, this is the way you need to do the things and you need to go to mass and you need to do Catholic school. And life comes and then here comes something totally different. I'm like love Buddhism, love Hinduism. So I'm not... I think it, it, whatever is, is going to be for you mm-hmm. is going to present in your life, and especially right now um, for, for everyone. I don't know. Is that what you wanted? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just think that there's so many young women that I talk to and interact with. And even in my own life, you know, you know my story of quitting my job and doing this instead. I, I just feel like so often we're living based on other people's standards and expectations. Oh, you have a baby? Oh, everyone and their grandmother wants to come over and see you or you need to go out and do things. What what happens if you advocate for yourself and you say, no, I'm going to do this first 40 days my way um, and not do what other people think is best? I think this this is totally changing right now and women are being more... Uh, aware of this, mm-hmm. and there is there is way more knowledge about this, and there is different places like Cocoon, like Loom. There is the women's space women's in Culver space. City. Which Have you is, met Paula yet? Yes. Oh God, you guys are my two heroes. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> yeah. uh, so where all this knowledge is coming out, and now through yoga and prenatal yoga and postnatal yoga, so moms are really learning about that. It's important to take care of your body. You just made a baby. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, think about it. You actually made this person mm-hmm. that just came out of you. And then look what just happened to your body. The whole pelvis has opened, separated to open the canal for the baby to come out. That is incredible trauma to mm-hmm. the body. Mm-hmm. And it just happens from hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has been nine months to open. Right. But when it comes out, you don't have this open. Right. So to understand that this the body needs some time to come back to what is supposed to be. And then when you take the time, when you get older, when you get menopause, when you get to, then you're not going to have so many problems as so many other women do it's that healed. they haven't taken care of it because you healed. Mm. And then so menopause will be a breeze. Like I have seen women that go through menopause no hot flashes, not like nothing. Yeah, it's a change of life and then that's it. But some other women, it's like the hot flashes, like changing shirts and being very uncomfortable, having nightmares, not being able to sleep. It's like the symptoms are incredible. And if you take care of yourself now, the same thing with the period, just right. having your period, 
Mm-hmm. Women sometimes don't, they go and do exercise. They go and do things like at least the first or the second day of your period. You should stay home. Not not stay home. You should not, um, it's impossible right. now to, not to stay home. Not exert yourself at But that not level. exert yourself. Yeah. Don't, go, don't go and do exercise. Because mm-hmm. it's the time to get in, to be with yourself and let your body, you're bleeding. Mm-hmm. So you should just calm down and not do too many things mm-hmm. and let that happen. Mm. So then again, menopause is going to be very easy when that happens. If you didn't take care of that when menopause, menopause comes, some people go bleeding for 10, 15, 15 days before when you are premenopausal. Mm. You said the word trauma and that's something that I very much through you have realized what an impact trauma makes on your body and your life and the emotions that you have. And if we don't work through it, then it has physical manifestations of disease and being sick. And I came to you, I was not in a good place. And so often you were asking me, are you meditating? Like what's going on? What's happening with your relationship? What's going on at home? All those different things really play a role in people either staying sick or getting healthy. So how do you explain to people when they come to you and they're whether it's someone like me who is so tired and in so much pain or people that have different types of issues... How do you explain the correlation between the emotional trauma and the physical manifestation of that? Well, the emotional trauma is the physical the physical <laughs> manifestation of that. So if you don't work through your stuff with, like uh, I've seen many clients that they go, no, I'm not talking to my brother. I'm not talking to my sister. I'm not talking to my mom. I'm not talking to my dad. I'm not talking, like having these things will affect your body. And if you I have, I, I read this incredible book called Body Mind. Mm. You know about this book? No. It's incredible. This book talks about if you see if you see a person, this this guy, if you see a person coming in, he will know exactly what happened to your life just seeing your body. Just looking at your body, just like the way you put your mm-hmm. your shoulders, if your shoulders more down, more up, uh, if you have too much muscles in the back, oh. uh, if you have broken your left left knee or right knee. And all of those is the same of whatever it was happening to them that, that time of their life. So he, he, he had to go through really difficult time to learn this in his life and to write the book. He talks about uh, breaking in his, his right leg. And then we understood that emotional part that he was connected with that, then he healed. Right. Because when you have emotional trauma, it's in your tissues and your organs. That's where it goes, right? And then you have other things that happen. So everything's linked. Like your liver is, it's fear and anger, right? Anger. Yeah. yeah. And then like when we worked with, I can't, why can't I think of his name? The healer who, when my back was all messed up. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Michael? No. Um, the one that did the ceremony at your house, the group... White hair. We were just talking about him earlier. Howard. Howard. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Could not think of his name. Howard. And I'm standing there and he's like, what's what's the deal? Like, who are you angry at? And I said, my ex-fiance. And he was like, all right, let's work through this. Mm-hmm. Why are you angry? And we talked through it. My back has not given out or hurt since. Yeah. I mean, what the hell? And it was giving out <laughs> on a weekly basis. And yeah. I'm thinking there's something structurally wrong with me. Why can't a chiropractor fix this? That's because you're freaking angry at someone and you're holding on to that in your body. Yeah. So if you let go of these things, then your life it would be so different. Mm-hmm. Like really try to fix every relationship in your life mm-hmm. and see what that relationship brought to you mm-hmm. and what taught you. That's the other thing. Everybody comes to your life to teach you something. Mm -hmm. And then when you learn these things, your life is so different. Well, and he does the forgiveness prayer and he has so many different prayers that you guys have at Surya. How has that played a role in your life within relationships and the way you teach people to forgive in order to move on and heal? It's really amazing when Howard came to our lives, my life again, that was another thing like TM, both of our lives totally changed. Howard has such an incredible gift of being able to help people and go and see what what is that thing that is not or uh, or he talks about lineage. <laughs> so once, for example, I got married with Roger, I get his eight year eight lineage, no eight years, eight lineages mm-hmm. in his karma goes to my karma too. 
Whoa. So it's very important to to know these things. To know your partner's karma. And to know what, what, what is the right. karma of their family. Right. Because you are marrying that karma. Right. And so is your kids. Right. So have you seen, notice that that you get sometimes the moms, like the grandmother has cancer, then the the mother has cancer, then the daughter has cancer, then the daughter of the daughter has cancer. Mm-hmm. And you can change that. Yeah, it's genetic, but you can change that. If you finally, one of them go like, this is not happening, let's fix it now. Mm-hmm. You take that karma out of the lineage. And then you do that forgiving. And it changes your DNA, right? Yeah. And then I've seen with Howard, this, he was seeing someone that he was a scientist and then he wanted him to work on him. And then he took blood out after he worked on him. Mm-hmm. So they took the blood out and there was in the blood, there was one of the, a yantra. And they have the picture of that, of when that happened. A what? A yantra. What's that? A yantra. You remember when you go to my house and then you have the Sri yantra? It's a geometrical... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't remember which one it was. Uh, I think it was the Star of David. They saw it in his blood? In, in the microscope. They have a picture of it after he worked on him. What? Yes. And I'm not surprised because I, uh, one time I was working with... Um, I was fascinated by uh, reading the blood. So I got one of the black light microscopes to read the blood. So then you can see all the cells, you can see the white cells and it's just really an amazing thing. And then I wanted to to just see what happens when you take the blood of someone. Like if I take it to you right now, mm-hmm. I take the blood and then you look at it, take a picture, take a little video and then you go. And I tell you, go meditate. And then we take the blood again. The difference is incredible. Wow. That's how much meditation affects your life mm-hmm. and something like energy that way affects your life. If you see the white cells, normally you see them going like very slow and then after meditation, they just like someone wash them and it just starts to move way, way faster. It's, it's, it's an amazing experiment that I did and it was fascinating. That is so cool. God, yeah, there's so many healing modalities. It's amazing. So that's how energy, yeah. negative energy right. will affect you. Mm-hmm. So if you have someone thinking thoughts about you all the time. Like, oh, I hate her. I don't like her. Look at that. But whatever, all the people in their heads are up against someone else. That energy is going to affect that person mm-hmm. because it's like daggers. That's what Howard says. It's like that person is bringing you all the time this bad thing. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's good, important to talk to the person and fix it. And your body will feel so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that trauma that builds up. So... Let's talk through the Ayurveda aspect of things a little more because I have so many questions about this. Um, And I'm still a rookie. I only know so much, but I've learned so much from you. And even when you learn, there's so much to learn. I know. It's like you never finish It's never ending. I mean, look at you. You're constantly (laughs) taking courses and you've been doing this for how many years, you know? 30 now. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. But you're you're such a student. You love learning. You're yeah. like Dr. Lekos. You two are such nerds. <laughs> That's why I need you to be together. <laughs> like something synergistically has to happen. So you're able... When I first came to see you, you take someone's pulse. Yes. And you're able to tell so many things about what's going on. Why is it that within the pulse, that is kind of your gateway into someone's body and what's happening? Well, both. I do the pulse and the tongue. Right. The tongue is amazing. Mm-hmm. You can, if you really ne- learn how to read your tongue, you really know what's happening to your body. Mm-hmm. As simple as I, w- I went to Mexico, I was in a, in a restaurant. We had a lady, a vegan lady that was cooking for us for this thing that I was going. And I was there all the time. And one day they said, let's go to town and eat. I'm like, okay. So we went out to eat and I ordered something and I did not like it. I returned it. That I'm going to go f- safe. I'm going to do some fish. And I was in an island called Isla de las Mujeres in Mexico. Absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. The sand is like powder. So I was there and I ate uh, the fish. So I ordered a fish and then I ate the fish. When I came back, literally, it was like a blister coming in my tongue. I was like, oh no, a parasite. What, what is it? It was like really, really intense. Oh. So 
luckily I has always I always travel with some herbs. So I took the herbs and like within 10 minutes it was gone. Because I got it on time. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. It's getting the things on time. Don't if you have a parasite and you feel like your stomach, you went someplace, you feel like your stomach is not working well, something went in, take care of it immediately. Do a parasite clean, do a cleanse. Mm-hmm. Do not wait for that because the parasites can take take over in your body. So it will be better to take care of it immediately. So in Ayurveda, the way I do the poles, it's just in your poles, you can see, I can see if someone is sad, I can see if someone... Uh, if you really sit down and listen to what's happening in the pulse of someone, you and it's not magic. Mm-hmm. It's just it's, it's just learning how to see this point means this, this point means this, this point. And so I'm I'm I'm, I'm when I say point is I'm showing Kelly my three <laughs> fingers, fingers, the vata, the pita, and the kapha, mm-hmm. and all of them are divided like these fingers divided in five. So the Index finger will be divided in five different sections, and those five different sections will be five different sections in your body. Oh. Then the pita finger, another five different sections. Then the kapha finger, another five different sections. And those sections belong, for example, udana, make an example. So it's anything from like your throat, your neck, your shoulders, your jaw. So then you go, like, is, is anything happening in your neck or shoulders? And then after you do it more longer, then you can be um, more assertive to what exactly is this happening in that section of the body. That section of the body that you look, then you're going to see if it's, if it's, what is the characteristic? If it's pita, so it would be like fire. It would be, it, it will feel like a frog jumping in your pulse. If it's vata, then it will be more like moving. Mm-hmm. It will be more fast moving, the more like a like a snake. Mm-hmm. And then if it's kapha, then it will be more like a swan. It will be like sluggish, you know, mm-hmm. like kapha people are, are the kapha characteristic of, of someone that is like when you have a cold, you have a lot of mucus, you, have, you feel like sluggish, you just don't want to do anything because that's a kapha characteristic. The pita characteristic is more like, I, this is lunchtime. I got to eat now. <laughs> That's <laughs> and, me. <laughs> and the Vata people are more like, oh, it's t- lunchtime. I can just have a little bit and then not, or not have any at all. So the same characteristic you find in the fingers. And that's the same characteristic you find in, within one position of the finger. So when you learn to listen to these points, then you learn to know, oh, this is what happened to this person. Then you ask, oh, what's going on with your digestion? I feel too much pita in your digestion or too much kapha mm-hmm. or, or vata, whatever is the situation. So you like, for example, if you feel too much vata in someone's digestion, that means that person is constipated. Or if you feel too much pita, which when it's too much, then that person could be having diarrhea or IBS or leaky gut or any inflammation in, in the intestines. Mm-hmm. So then you feel it. It's just like you definitely feel like that frog going bananas in there and they're like, okay, something is happening with this person mm-hmm. in the digestion. And then, so then you ask the person like, yeah, this, this. And then you have the herbs or you have panchakarma or you have jyotish, you have yoga, you have meditation, you have all this to help with someone. Mm-hmm. And then the tongue, you can tell like mine is, regularly puffy and it has the scalloping around it and it'll be it'll be red when I have too much heat in my body. So you're able to tell so many things just from the shape, how puffy it is. Because I get it the same thing. Yeah. Puffy means there is a lot of kapha and pita. Mm-hmm. Both sluggishness mm-hmm. and pita. The red is the pita. Mm-hmm. So you just look at it and then that's, that's it. If you have too much lines, that means the nervous system is going crazy. Mm-hmm. Could be the uh, where the lines are. Could be your 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 back. So it's just learning where or like in the back you can see the kidneys. So if you see the kidneys, it was Roger just had a kidney stone just recently, and you can see it if you go and look at his his tongue and open the tongue and you see all the way in the back, you see this bump, a kidney stone. Then you do the herbs and then you drink more water and you feel fine. That's amazing. So as we are talking about Ayurveda, I have to tell you guys about my favorite morning routine. And it's something that I have implemented over the last year after meeting this incredible woman 
named Anjali and she lives in New York. And we connected over her brand. And I realized just how powerful her resilience turmeric is. So it's Bija Bar and she has this incredible turmeric elixir and it's a powder that you can add into hot water or almond milk, whatever nut milk you want and make this really delicious latte or tea. And what I love about it is that it gives you a great little burst of energy. It also is like this comfort cup of deliciousness. I don't even know if that's a word, but I'm going to go with that because that's how it makes me feel. And Anjali created this because of her Ayurvedic roots. And this idea of using her Indian roots to heal and using food as medicine. So she drinks this every day for her own wellness. She feeds it to her mother. It's in her family. It is so rooted in making sure that you're only putting the best ingredients in your body. And that's what I love about this. She's so passionate about educating others and making sure that we take care of our bodies in every possible way. And I'm just so grateful for this product and the fact that it's something that I have personally used. My dad uses it. My dad, you guys, my dad got off caffeine because Anjali was on the show and convinced him of how good her turmeric was. So that's all he drinks now for over a year. This is real. <laughs> It'll only bring you the good stuff, I promise. So you guys can go to kellytenant.com slash shop. Use my code KellyT. You'll get 10% off. You get free shipping. I actually give this as a gift to everyone that I know. And it is the best. You will love it. Enjoy it. And tell me about your experience with it. Do you check your tongue every day? I used to check it every day, but I do check it very often, pretty much at least two times a week. But I've heard because your mom and I have conversations when you're not around. (laughs) And she tells me that you are so good. Like you will never eat anything that's bad. You don't ever touch anything that'll cause inflammation or illness. No, that's not totally true. (laughs) (laughs) That's not totally true. I do... It sometimes like I pretty much pretty good during the week, mm-hmm. and then on the weekends when I'm the one day I have off, that day I just eat whatever I want. Like, what's your favorite thing that's quote unquote not good for you that you like to have? I found these things that I yesterday I was saying I'm addicted to this thing. I have to not do it anymore. <laughs> I found these, uh, and they're not bad actually. Okay, um, they are the brownies from Erwan. The brownies from Erwan. Oh, they're made with almond almond flour. I don't think and I've the had those. Dark chocolate, oh. dark cocoa. There's like and 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 coconut sugar. So it's just like they don't have anything bad, right? But they are so good. I love those brownies, and they're oh. like chewy. That is so, so good. Oh, okay. So that would be a bad thing. I'm gonna do that so I feel less bad. Okay, Marta <laughs> eats this. <laughs> uh, what else I do that it would be? Do you ever uh, drink wine? I just. It just I know how what it does to the body. Yeah, and you know too much. I just know too much, and it's just like <laughs> if I do, I do just like a quarter of a cup, mm-hmm. and then it would last me all night. <laughs> but <laughs> I need that I, problem. <laughs> I just don't want to feel. I, I don't want to feel the next day the way you feel when you have the alcohol. Right. It's just why. Yeah. You know, I don't need the wine to be happy. Mm-hmm. I'm happy. I can be happy going and running. Like yesterday we went to this, um, I was taking this class in kinesiology and the first part of the class, it was dancing. So he put like five different kinds of dancing and everybody was just going or some people were on the floor. So we were like really, he put one song from Michael Jackson, another (laughs) one was a violin. And so it was so much fun. And I did. I needed to have none of the people that were there had any alcohol to have fun, and everybody right. was radiating of fun. Mm-hmm. So you can have. We have in, in California. Come on, we go to the beach, and then you go around in the beach. You can be happy. Just the happiness is within yourself, mm-hmm. not the outside. Well, yeah, and it's not about distracting yourself or numbing. It's really about again dealing with the things and finding that inner happiness and that joy that comes from you. Or finding the excuse that I need the wine to be happy mm-hmm. or I need the wine to pass this really hard time that I have in my life. Mm-hmm. No. Find out what you have a hard time in your life. Solve it. Do a jyotish. Do jyotish. Do a jagya. Meditate. Cleanse yourself. Change. Go and talk to that person. Change your change whatever is making you that instead of... The wine is not doing anything else more than 
make you more sad. <laughs> Just not, so you guys know, than... this is the pep talk she gives me when I go to serious <laughs> boss. So I've <laughs> heard this plenty of times. What have you been eating, Kelly? Well, maybe some wine, maybe some coffee, <laughs> a lot of me. <laughs> She gives me that look. Yeah. So no, those things are just going to create inflammation and it's just not going to be good for you. So I think one of the interesting changes for me in working with you is I came in and I had been on the autoimmune protocol, which is a strict version of paleo. And I had taken a lot of inflammatory foods out. But I, I had been a vegan when I was about 21. That life that strictly didn't work for me. But working with you, I have found this really happy medium where I only eat really clean quality meat, but I eat it much less than I ever did. And most of my life is plant-based, but all the food is basically cooked. So can you explain what the mentality is in terms of food within Ayurveda and how you guys use that to heal? Well, food is food is medicine. Mm-hmm. So we don't I don't even have a doubt of, of that. Like right now, I'm starting a new new thing that I'm doing with food to help people lose weight and looking really is something that I learned from an acupuncturist in Colombia, my friend Camilo, which I adore. He taught me how, how he went to the Indians uh, in Colombia and the Amazon and in the Sierra Nevada and Santa Marta and went and studied with them about food. And then so the way he sees food and and he's, he's an acupuncturist, so Chinese medicine. And then I'm teaching him about Ayurveda, how we see the food. Uh, so I've been working with people to lose weight. And I have this lady in New York just with the diet. She already lost 60 pounds. She's never, she tried everything to exercise, <laughs> everything, and she's not been able to lose weight. Wow. And she just lost 60 pounds. And it's all with food. Is what do you put in the quality of the food and how you do it and how you manage your metabolism and what stage on your life you are. Mm, that's an important component. That's an important component. I've never component. heard someone talk about that. So what does that mean? That means that if you're in menopause, I could be eating like I could be, I was eating uh, mum beans, rice and vegetables pretty much all through my life. Never have a problem with my weight. It's a menopause game. So when menopause came, the mom beans, the rice and the vegetables did not work because my body just was so used to it. And then, so, okay. And that's where I met Camilo mm. and learned all this about because I I was drinking water and I was gaining weight. Wow. Literally. Water, it was making gain weight. No matter whatever I did, I was like, I, not eat or whatever. I was keep gaining weight, gaining weight, weight. And I was like, I'm not buying a pair of jeans. I'm not, I'm going back to wear my clothes. I'm not going to lose all my clothes. <laughs> and and I started doing the change of the diet, not not eating as much mom beans. I still eat them, but not as much. I'm eating more salads and more cooked vegetables. And I started eating more fish and chicken that I was not eating before. Mm. And one of the things that I've learned with the Indians that it was really important that, uh, and I already thought about it, but I was not confirmed. It was that it was very important to know where are you from? Where is your DNA from? Yeah. Where you were born. So like in Japan, soy is natural, works naturally there. So it's perfect for them. But soy for us, is not as great. Mm-hmm. So I grew up in Colombia. So meat, chicken, uh, potatoes, which is not Ayurvedic. No, no, it, it, is, it is. Ayurveda recommends not to take them because they are very inflammatory. Mm-hmm. But potatoes we have in Colombia, we have 35 different kinds of potatoes in Colombia. Uh, and they taste so different than here. Right. But that's the other thing. Even if you bring the potatoes from Colombia and you you put them here, they're not going to taste the same. Mm-mm. Like the fruits in Colombia, um, I cannot, I can speak from other places also in Latin America and in Latin America, but the fruits in America, in, in, in South America, compared to the ones in here, it's just, the difference is incredible. Yeah. The flavor of a strawberry in Colombia to a favorite strawberry in America, very few times I find that to be as pleasurable as it is in Colombia. Because of the soil and the way it's grown. The soil and the way it's growing and not being changed by changing the methods of growing and GMOs and uh, none of this. So I learned with that food, you can't really change your life and the way your body behaves. Mm -hmm. You can, if you have some challenge with your kidneys, 
like right now and I want to just clean my kidneys and clean my liver and clean. Uh, so then what I'm doing, I'm drinking, you asked me at the beginning, what are you drinking? I'm drinking um, a tea made with a little bit of celery, a little bit of uh, parsley and a little bit of cilantro. And I'm just cleansing my liver and my kidneys. And you can see it. Yeah. The first time you drink that, for the first day that you drink it, then you go to, literally you go to the bathroom and just, your urine smells mm-hmm. because it's just the first time you drink it. It smells like something is coming out, something is being clean. And there it is, the, the medicine. Yeah. And we have it. It's like we don't, we, we need to learn that we have the solution for what is happening to our bodies mm-hmm. there in the food. Mm-hmm. Now you were talking about cooked food. I think things in extreme, they are like Ayurveda recommends to, call, to eat according to the season. So for example, in the, in the, in the, in the winter, we're going to eat things that are cooked because it's cold. You want to warm up your body as much as here to digest. In the summer, it's hot. You want to drink, they are, they are more cooling. And nature itself creates these things to grow. Like mm-hmm. watermelon is not growing right now because right. it's just that the earth is not producing that right now because it's not the time. But watermelon in the summer, here comes the watermelon. The fact that we have plains and now we can have it all year around, it doesn't mean that that's what our body needs. Mm-hmm. So it's very important to stay with the seasons, go to the farmer market, buy the things that you need from the farmer's market. And drinking room temperature water was one of the biggest changes that you made for me. I was always drinking ice cold everything. And now I never do unless I randomly have, you know, a sparkling water or a kombucha. But for the most part, I'm straight room temperature. Why is that important? Because just think about it. I'm just going to make you an example that I think it will be very easy for people to understand why. What happens if I have some butter or ghee for people that don't know what butter or ghee is? Um, so I have some fat here. And then I'm going to tell you, I'm, what I'm saying here is in my hand. Uh, if I'm going to tell you, I'm going to put cold water to this butter that is here. And it's just a piece of butter that is in, in that is not room temperature. And then I ask you to put water on top of it. What happens to the butter? It's going to be hard. Hard. What happens if I put hot water? It's going to melt. Okay. So when you put the food in your stomach or like what they do in the restaurants where they put ice water and the first thing you put in there is, that's the first mistake, putting the ice water because what the body has worked to put Kindle the, the fire in here to be able to digest your food. And what are you doing? Here, mm-hmm. let's, let's turn it off. So it's going to turn off your digestion. That's the first, the first thing. And the other thing is like, what happens to the fat? On every food, you're in fish, you're getting meat, you're in whatever food that you're doing, what's happened to it's the gonna fat? It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. You won't digest it. So digestive system needs like room temperature, the same temperature of the body because what happens when you drink too cold water too? Your body gets cold. Yeah. And so then your body your also fire. has to work out on getting right. again to, because the body always is, is stays in the same temperature, 98.6, no matter what. Right. There are some people that go less or more, but most people are 98.6 and that the body maintains itself to that. And that's why you get the shivering mm-hmm. when you have something so cold to elevate your temperature immediately because the body works better with that. Mm. So that's why the cold wet, the cold water is not good to drink it. But if you went and play volleyball and you are so hot, your body needs to cool down. Right. So then you give the coolness to the body and then we're like, oh, the body goes like, yes, thank you. That is so nice. So if you're an athlete and you are working out and you drink cold water, then yeah, because okay. you are so hot, it's okay. Yeah. Got you. Yeah, so head. Okay. But if you're not going to, again... If you're not going to eat immediately, it's not. Right. It all depends on how hot you are. You, mm-hmm. Then you decide. But the Ayurveda does recommend to eat more of the raw foods during the summer. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if you see all the, all the things that grow in the summer, they are more to eat like cold cucumbers. Mm-hmm. And then that's why coconuts grow in the Caribbean mm-hmm. because it's hot. So mm-hmm. you want the coconuts to have the property of cooling you down. 
Well, and one of the things that I've implemented in my life and that we are learning in school right now is that for your digestive system to allow yourself to actually digest, you need like four to six hours between meals. And we're in a society where so often people are being preached that they need to eat every couple hours and constantly be feeding themselves and they have blood sugar issues. Whereas Ayurveda, you really want to space things out to give things a chance to work through. Yes. Yeah. But the reason why Ayurveda says that is to... If you haven't been able to digest the food that you have already, and then you are putting it again, so that's going to create ama, which means toxins. Yes. So because it's undigested food, <laughs> <laughs> undigested food, and that undigested food is what it creates the toxins, and then it mm-hmm. it, it, it will manifest in mm-hmm. your body. And so something I came to you with a lot, which is totally gross and embarrassing, but I think it's important to talk about, and I talked about it in my episode a few days ago, is. I know that I'm having too much caffeine or alcohol because, or even red meat was a huge problem for me at the beginning because I smell so bad. I reek. It's like rancid. When I go to the bathroom in my armpits, I'm really, I'm really sweaty. And then my head is really hot. That's when I know I'm totally out of balance. What does that mean? It's like the liver coming through my skin, basically, of the toxins. Yeah, the yeah. toxic the, the smell. Like if I like, for example, I don't wear any uh, uh, um, deodorant. Deodorant because your brush is a flower. No, no, it's just it, 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 it is uh, the food that you eat and what you put in your body is what you expel in your body mm-hmm. on and how you take care of it, how you take care of your toxins. So if at sometimes sweat and smelling, that means time to detox. Mm-hmm. So there's the body trying to push these things out. So when people, for example, th- that drives me crazy is when they use the deodorants, the antiperspirants, they want so then they don't let the body sweat and they don't let the body take these toxins out. So this is not 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 good mm-hmm. toxins and coming out. So when you when the liver, because if the liver is toxic, and then it cannot pull. It cannot process because it's toxic and cannot process all this comes out to come out. It's going to come out through your skin. Mm. So people that I guess are on the lookout for how toxic they are. If you're smelling, if your stool is really smelly, or if it's really runny, or if it's really hard, those are ways that you know that you're out of balance and there's a toxic buildup. Yeah. The perfect, the perfect stool is like a banana. Yeah, it's just perfect. Very well formed, smooth. It doesn't have any marks on uh, any marks on your toilet. So that's the the perfect stool to have. So what for people that don't have access to you that don't live here can't come? What are your recommendations for people that want to sort of dabble with Ayurveda and introduce their bodies to this way of living? Well, you can find an Ayurvedic now pretty much. When I started, it was like, no, you, do you even say Ayurveda and we'll like, go like, oh, she's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but now that's, we we are, um, my goal with opening our new location that is going to be on Wilshire and 7 at the proper hotel, we're going to have, uh, we're going to move Surya there. And my, my, whole purpose of this that I, that I want to do now is really have a possibility of teach people about Ayurveda and, and have it more accessible to people. Mm. And then I would say more modern Ayurveda. Yeah? Yes. Not keeping all the knowledge, keeping out the authenticity. I'm not going to change that. Right. Not going to change that. But having it more accessible to people so more to modern for like to like there's things that now that we can use that to be able to help the ancient knowledge mm-hmm. to be part of your life. Right. So that's one of my goals. So like have a website that you can be totally educated and what to do when this is happening, when to help with that. You can go to any Ayurvedic doctor. Now there is like I was going to say, it, there is many Ayurvedic doctors that are being graduated from different schools, from Kerala, yes. from the Marishi school, from Dr. Ladd, and uh, from Mark Alprin in, up in San Francisco. So now there's Mount Madonna. So there's way a lot of different schools right now 
that they're coming out and there's more practitioners to go. So go and find one and then they will read your polls and then they will do some recommendations and that will definitely change your life. Mm -hmm. Because you don't have to do the panchakarma to reap the benefits of this way of living. No. It's a beautiful benefit. Yeah, I've done probably 30 days with you last year and I loved yeah. every moment, but it's not necessary in order to heal. No, not necessary because there's other ways that Ayurveda can clean you and help you move all the toxins if you don't, cannot do panchakarma. Panchakarma is amazing because but you can do kind of a, a panchakarma yourself mm-hmm. where you do the home prep, which, which um, is taking a certain amount of ghee for four days. And then you do some castor oil to move all the toxins that the ghee have moved to the GI tract. And then uh, you can do a bianga yourself. Mm-hmm. And you can give your enemas yourself or go and have a colonic or so like for five or seven days and take it easy during that time. And then you can kind of, and then go and sweat if you need to, to if you are too cold or you are too much vata. So that would be the person that I would say to, to sweat. You have too much heat, do not go and sweat. You definitely do not want to do that. And the people that have kapha, again, go and sweat because it will be hard to move, to melt all the sluggishness. Mm-hmm. So if you do that, if you do that, that little thing of the five days of preparation plus five days of good, good doing the massage to yourself, and you can buy the oils. You can, you can buy the vata pita oil at different places. You can get vata pita, vata pita oil from, through me also. Or through Kerala, there's so many places right now you can get the vata pita oil, uh, vata pita kapha oil, and um, you give the massage to yourself, and then that's another way of like really cleaning yourself and not being so expensive, mm-hmm. and and you get all the benefits. And the idea is to do this every change of the season. Mm-hmm. So every time there is a change of the season, you do this. Then you spend eight or nine days. Your health will be in such a different different state. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. I'm definitely doing my spring to summer transition. Yes. Or my winter to spring. What are we in? We're in winter. It's like 70 degrees yes. here. So I can't tell what season it uh, is. Well, the best, the, actually the best time of the year to really do a cleanse is spring. Okay. Because it's when everything flowers. So yeah. then you just, yeah, definitely you want to clean for that. That's when I, I started with you in February last year. Mm-hmm. We did a lot of them, but it yeah. was mostly in the spring. Yeah. So great. Um, I'm glad you touched on enemas. That's the last thing I wanted to talk about. That is amazing. Not great when you have oil leaking out of your butt and you have to wear a <laughs> diaper and <laughs> you have accidents and it's very embarrassing. My friends love to laugh at me <laughs> in those moments. <laughs> However, enemas can be so beneficial and you do many different ones depending on what's going on with someone's body. So yeah. what's your take on enemas? But Ayurveda does many, many, many different ones. We do milk enemas. We do bone marrow enemas. We do coffee enemas. Uh, coffee is more of... of modern mm-hmm. than something more that I learned. It's not really in, in any Ayurvedic book where yeah. you find there is a coffee enema. Um, and then herbs mm-hmm. with oils and different kinds of oils. So, or, or just oil. Or what did you do for me? I think it was chlorophyll. That was epic. Yeah. I wish I could do that every week. <laughs> so good. Yeah, but again, with enemas, you have to prepare the body to just mm-hmm. do it. Not just go and, and, and do something like that. So it's important to know what you're doing and what are you putting because it, it depends on what is happening to your digestive system. You really want to do it. Mm-hmm. Not, and you have to prepare your body to do it. Mm-hmm. Not just go and do uh, an, an enema. You have to understand what is that you're doing mm-hmm. with the enemas. So if you are working with any Ayurvedic practitioner, they can help you prepare it or give it to yourself or give it to you or, or, or teach you how to do it to yourself. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're the best. I love you. <laughs> to the moon. I'm so grateful for you. Thank I'm you so for grateful everything. for you to be in my life. <laughs>